Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone. It's your host, Kat Walsh, and it is so good to be back. If you listened to my last episode, episode 25, you probably know why there was a slight break in the programming over this, I'd say the last month. The time was needed, but man, coming back and having now already recorded four interviews, everything has been just in such divine alignment for me, and I've had such incredible guests, and the journey continues If you did not listen to episode 25, you're probably like, what are you talking about? But, you know, if you want to check it out after this one. But let's get right to this next episode. I am so excited to introduce my guest, Sasha Kolvacek. She is a sound healer, a yoga instructor, and just an absolute divine radiant light. I tell her this on the episode, and I felt the exact same way the first time I spoke with her and thought, I wish you didn't live in Denver, Colorado. One, I'd be going to your sound baths, and two, I would love to be friends. But hey, I will take a podcast episode any day. This episode is fantastic. She goes into her sound healing journey, her healing journey in general, how it led to sound healing, what sound healing is, the benefits, and we just talk about important things, life, spirituality. We also talk about her polyamory relationship that she has just gotten into and just wanting to explore polyamory and what that means to her. For her, life is about using your voice, stepping into your truth and showing up for others. She is an absolute role model and I hope you guys feel the same way. A few things before the episode begins. If you're not following me on socials, please do so at trip on this underscore pod. Again, that's at trip on this underscore pod for Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and backslash trip on this pod for Facebook. As always, if you are enjoying this podcast and you want to help support me, please share it, rate it, subscribe, do all the things. It is truly helpful for me to get out the word and expand the podcast. That is my goal heading into this summer season to really expand now. So if you are enjoying this, your help is appreciated. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Sasha, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I am so (laughs) stoked to be talking to you. After our conversation that we had, our little pre-call just to get a vibe, you are just such a ball of light. And Mm -hmm. I am truly excited for people to get to know you on this episode. Mm -hmm. Why don't we begin with your journey? Take us through. Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure connecting with you the other week. I told my friends about the call and I was like, wow, we talked about so much. Like we have to leave some for the podcast. (laughs) So I'm really excited (laughs) to be here now connecting with you. Yes. Yeah. And it's been such a beautiful journey for me. I grew up in Ohio and grew up in the, the Catholic faith and always kind of knew that there was something more out there. And my whole kind of spiritual awakening started when my partner of three years and I broke up. And 
I moved to Phoenix. I didn't know anybody and just feeling depressed and isolated. I started my first full-time job that I absolutely hated. And so it was like my whole life was changed and I was searching for connection to mind, body, and spirit. And I started, I'd practiced yoga in high school. And I started really going deeper with my yoga practice. And that was really my foundation, my grounding. I always say like yoga was the doorway, the gateway into the whole spirituality community. And I always knew I wanted to be a yoga teacher. Like that was something that every time I went to class, I'm like, I would love to hold space with people and provide this connection to yourself, to everybody in the room, to source. And I got my yoga teacher training in Phoenix a couple years back. And I'm not going to lie. I was terrified to start teaching yoga. I had a friend of mine that said the same thing. She was very called, but getting up there and leading a class and using her voice, she was scared her, even though she was called, which is usually a good sign. Yes, exactly. They're like, if you're not scared, that means you don't care. So it's good to be nervous a little bit. But at the time, like I just, yeah, there was just a huge roadblock for me. And during the pandemic, 2020, my friends were like, Sasha, we need yoga. And they were really, all of them were messaging me like, Hey, are you interested like in teaching us classes online? And so I stepped up and I mentioned this to you, 2020 was the most healing, empowering year of my life because I got out of my own way. I, I asked myself, how may I serve and how may I share my gifts? So it was yeah, like a over a little over a year ago now, I started teaching online yoga and that just grew and grew. And I started getting more confident using my voice. And I have a mantra, you don't have to be perfect to make a positive impact. Yeah. And that has stuck with me because I am a Virgo and I'm very, I'm a perfectionist. I'm critical to myself yeah. first off. And so that really helped me get out of my own way. Um, And as I was teaching yoga, a book was presented to me called Eastern Body, Western Mind, which I highly recommend for everyone to read. I'll 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 put it in the description. Cool. Yeah, it's so powerful. It's around the chakra system written by a psychologist. And it goes through the chakras and talks about what it's like when they're in balance, when they're out of balance, how you may bring them into balance. And I realized that I had a lot of healing to do in my, my sacral chakra, which is your center of sexuality, of pleasure, your divine feminine. Yeah. And in my past, I, it's like your connection. In my past, I'd, got, I'd sought this connection through partying or through kind of surface level relationships. And yoga for me allowed me to find that connection on a deeper level. And so going through this book, I started healing myself. And then I started doing yoga classes around the framework of the chakras. Each week I taught a different chakra and I talked through that chakra and how like the different poses in order to kind of feel into that, what it would feel like when they're 
in their highest alignment. Yeah. Like a grounding, um, like a grounding, grounding postures and things for like your root chakra and things like yeah. that nature and like exactly. solar plexus, like core and things of that. Is that kind of what you mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So the root I did, yeah, like more grounding poses, the solar plexus, it's right in between your ribs. And this is your center of power, your mm -hmm. ego, your identity. Um, so I did a lot of like, huh, like oh. breath work that was intense and kind of like feeling into your own power, breath of fire, which is really activating. And I do it before interviews because it really helps like to build your confidence. Ooh, I and should then, try that. Yeah, yeah. It's a really powerful breath work. I could send you some videos. Yeah, and please do. Yeah, it's it's for me something that helps me like get energized at the beginning of the day too. Yeah. And for the throat chakra, I had people like making noises. And that was a really beautiful way for me to not only learning about the chakras helped me not only heal myself, but then I could share that knowledge with others. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, just a really positive last summer was just a beautiful summer for me. And I ended up joining a business program in, I think it was last August and she had us creating our, create our own container. And I actually microdosed on a hike and came up with this idea to create my coaching program around the lens of the chakras. Wow. And, were, you microdosing, yeah. were you microdosing mushrooms? Yes, I was. Okay. Yeah. They do have some good ideas. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One of my friends who's a sound healer, she, she grows them and plays her bowls to them. And yeah, I, I find that being in nature for me with plant medicine really helps me to connect even more deeply to my higher self and just the downloads pour in. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, it's like your thinking mind kind of goes to the side and you just feel into it and it you're does. able to open up to new ideas. Yeah. And I think it allows, it takes away the critical mind of the ideas. It actually, <laughs> you get to listen to ideas that come through without the normal, ah, uh, it's too hard or, or the mind that quickly goes, yeah, it's a good idea, but like X, Y, and Z, you know, it, mm -hmm. it gives you the opportunity to just hear the good idea. The yeah. next day, what you do with the idea is then up to you. But I, I do yes. love that about mushrooms. Yeah. It was really beautiful. And I, it was an awesome hike. There was like this waterfall and I was just sitting by the water. I love being in nature. That's a huge healing modality for me. I'll go hiking and that's another sense of connection, right? Yeah. Like connecting to source and the plants and the animals. And so I created this coaching program around the lens of the chakras when I recorded sound meditations and had different soul work for my clients to do outside of our time together, affirmations. And then when we come together, we talk through how we can integrate what they're learning and how it's landing for them. Wow. We'll do meditations and breath work. Yeah. And how, how long is the coaching? Like, is it a, is it a, do you work with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis? Is it something that a group of people come to when you said that you're working with groups? Yeah. So it, right now it's one-on-one -on -one and I'm actually evolving it to include sound healing. Okay. So I'm calling it resonate your radiance. Ooh, and, I yeah. can't wait to hear more about your sound healing journey too, but please. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. So it all, it all comes together with at the same time of me creating my coaching program, I saw 
Vailana Marcus post about her sound bowls. And I had been a part of a sound healing in Phoenix when I lived in Phoenix. So I volunteered for a creativity and innovation camp called Mind Camp. And this is this camp in the middle of the desert with all these creatives and entrepreneurs with workshops and different like events planned. So I took an improv class because I was terrified. And that's something that I'm really proud of myself. I feel like I consistently push myself out of my comfort zone, even with moving to Phoenix, you know, not knowing anybody. It's yeah. like, that's, that's where you grow. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, wow, that's like a big move, like not knowing anyone, just going through a little bit of a heartbreak. And obviously you need to get there so you can learn about your sound healing. And it's just beautiful. And I was going to say too about improv. I think improv is um, just taking, even if you don't want to be an actor, what a beautiful way to just be able to think on your feet and to get creative and to imagine. And imagination is everything, right? That's how we create from that yes. space. And so I really, I, I've wanted to get back into it for this, for just life. I think there's such, mm -hmm. and again, pushing yourself past your comfort zone because performing is, is tough. Yeah, for sure. And at the time I was like terrified to do that. So I felt really proud and I think it gets you, it's another one of those things that kind of gets you out of your thinking mind because you're just in the moment feeling the energy of the people and just kind of whatever comes first. So that, that opened me up that weekend with the improv. And then I was a part of a cosmic sound bath with my friend Izzy and oh my God, this woman is just such a mystical mama. She was howling at the moon. She was singing like just making all sorts of primal noises. She had a gong, sound bowls. I literally felt like I had a psych psychedelic experience without psychedelics. Wow. Like above, floating above my body, looking down at myself. And it, it was one of those experiences where you leave being like, whoa, what just this happened to me? is something. Yeah. What just happened to me? Yeah. And my soul was like, Sasha, this is something for you. Like yeah. this, you are meant to do this at the time. I was so afraid of, I wasn't even teaching yoga back then. So I was like, oh, there's no way I could sing in front of all these people and perform. Right. And so it's been such a beautiful journey. And I share this with all of my students when I do workshops, because I think it's really important for us to honor that fear and let people know that please don't put me on a pedestal. Yeah. I am just like you. And I've worked through a lot of fear and a lot of shadow and a lot of insecurities to be here, but we are all the same. We are mirrors for one another. So Beautiful. I like to share kind of that journey. And in September, when I was looking at Vailana Marcus's page and saw her bowls, she let me know that she did her sound healing training with Dr. Paul Hubbard. And I call him up. He lives in Austin, Texas, and he just so happens to have a workshop in Boulder. And I live in Denver. Yeah. So wow. I'm like, per perfect synchronicity. <laughs> perfect that you found. Yeah. And by the way, I'm such a huge Aubrey Marcus fan. So obviously yeah. I was just like, yes. Okay, great. It's the fam. <laughs> but yeah, just beautiful synchronicity and that she got back to you and that he just so happens to be in, in Colorado or Denver. Like, okay. Yeah. That's exactly what I know. I know. And I feel like the more I'm, the, the further I am on my journey, the more these synchronicities keep happening. Mm -hmm. And it's really beautiful to follow that and to listen to your gut. 
And I went to a sound healing workshop in September and got my first three bowls. And that was like, so amazing. I love them so much. One of them is a Moldavite bowl, which I don't know if you know about Moldavite, but it's an asteroid that hit Czechoslovakia and I'm Czechoslovakian. Oh my God, how perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when he told me that, I was like, this is the bowl for me. (laughs) And when I play it, I imagine I'm channeling my ancestors. Wow. They're there with you. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. It's really beautiful to kind of tap into that energy. Yeah. And I did a crystal gritting workshop and was a part of his sound bath. And then I started utilizing my bowls in different women's circles, in my yoga classes. And I was playing them without singing because I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't even really think about that at the time. I was just like, I'm just going to ease into this. Yeah. But people just were completely taken aback by the relaxation, the way that the bowls allow you to drop into the space and kind of quiet the mind chatter. And I wanted to take my, my training to the next level. So after I did these intro workshops with Dr. Paul, I was, I went to Phoenix where he was doing a four day certification program. Okay. And this was honestly one of the most transformative weekends experiences of my life. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I'm so grateful. And when was that? When exactly was that? Was it 2020? This was in November. Okay. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. So the bulls, I had got the bulls in September and then in November is when I did the certification and we didn't even use the bulls until the very last day because he speaks of the voice is the most powerful instrument that we could ever use. And that was a super empowering experience because I remember the first practice session that I did, like being all timid and, you know, like nervous because we didn't really know we were going to be doing that. But it was profound, the amount of healing that happened that weekend when we're doing these practice sessions one-on-one for like eight hours a day. And with, I had a couple really beautiful experiences uh, within that training. One of them, I asked for sacral chakra healing from sexuality and kind of the divine feminine, Mm -hmm. and then solar plexus to take my power back. And what my friend who was doing the healing, when she got to my solar plexus, she was like, (laughs) it felt like this lightning bolt hit my stomach. And I was like, holy shit. And I had this vision of myself as this powerful priestess in the jungle, like running through the jungle. Yeah. And I'm like, from like another life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just immediately, I thought I just had a past life experience. And later on, my teacher was like, yeah, past life experiences live in the solar plexus. And I'm like, of course, like that. I didn't know that. That was, I didn't know that either. And that was also a lesson to never underestimate your gut feeling. Cause at, at first I was like, right. mm, what just happened? And then, yeah, like we, we are so much more wise than we can even give ourselves credit for. So we just trusting have, we, that. we literally have all the answers underneath. We can tap in to have so much information, so yeah. much information. And I, it's hearing you talk about sacral and solar plexus chakra. I, you're like a beautiful like mirror for me because like that's the two for me before going into this trip on this like 
that I needed to do the most work. It was just like the bottom three, the bottom three mm. and, and yeah. really like spending a lot of time in, yeah, my, my solar plexus and my, and my sacral, but solar plexus the most. And I realized once I cleared it, I was like, that's where my superpower is. And it's true mm. because I think we think of intuition a lot coming from just like the third eye. Right. But I think like mm. you said, it's also in the gut, trust your gut. There's so yeah. much knowledge Absolutely. here. Yeah. I just got truth bumps. Oh. My friend, I got, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm clairsentient. Okay. And my friend told me that because I, I get goosebumps a lot when things are like landing. So yeah. thank you for sharing oh, that. Oh, good. I, actually, I do too. I get chills too. I suddenly like my hair will stand up. I was like, it must have hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because the way that I'm trained, so I'm trained in holographic sound healing and it's basically using the lens of the chakras mm -hmm. to place holograms on people's chakras. These holograms, I feel these holograms are not physical. They're imaginary, but that's another thing that we talk about is imagination is real. What you think manifests yep. and so placing these holograms is a way to direct the energy into the space and into the person in order to fill these holograms with white light, the white light of God, yeah. source, whatever you want to call it, and placing them on the different chakras and then moving from the root chakra up to the crown chakra. Yeah. So it's basically like an whole, a whole energetic reharmonizing, realigning, and the bowls actually are able to, they stimulate alpha and theta brainwaves, which are brainwaves when you sleep and when you're meditating. So they get you into this really relaxed state. And it can also feel like you're in another dimension. Yeah. How I said that I had this out of body experience. So you, a lot of people feel like they're kind of floating in the cosmos. And not only does it really relax you, it also heals you on a cellular level. And just think about like when you're vibrating something, all of the energy, like if you're vibrating sand, you can vibrate it so much if there's an object in it that the object becomes apparent, like it can rise up. So I like to tell people like the sound healing is like vibrating things to the surface so that you're able to clear yep. and realign. Have you, have you seen this? You might be talking about the same thing, but essentially where you have sand and there's different sound waves and it actually creates like sacred geometric, sacred geometry, essentially like beautiful, yeah. perfect fractal patterns in complete yeah. mathematical alignment to itself. Like it just shows you what that's doing is like, it's to me, it's like breaking up. We're all, we're only energy. We know this mm -hmm. now where that's what we are, right? Matter is energy. Like this is yeah. energy, even though we feel ourselves like it's energy. And yeah. so just knowing that like, uh, sound moves tiny particles, like that's what it's doing to us. Yeah. And like, yeah. is it like Reiki, by the way, the way you were like talking about holograms on power centers? So I actually am getting trained in Reiki tomorrow. Oh, wow. I'm going through Reiki level one. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. I, I've been told that some of the things that I'm going to learn, I already have learned within my sound healing okay. training, yeah. but I think that's a good way to kind of um, think about it, you know, like intentionally directing energy yes. in different centers and yes. people's bodies. And 
on the note with the sound and the different patterns, they've actually done studies with snowflakes and different, different sounds and different vibrations put into snowflakes make different patterns and beautiful shapes within the snowflakes. And I was actually listening to a podcast with Aubrey Marcus and a doctor that his wife is a sound healer and talking about how sound is the kind of the next frontier of modern medicine because it's invasive. It's non-invasive. Excuse me. You're able to break things up. My teacher has actually broken up tumors using sound healing. Wow. Really? Using the vibration. Yeah. So really profound. Exciting. Yeah, I know. Oh, I feel like these things we don't talk about as much. I know. It's, it's because I don't, I don't, maybe you can't make it as, okay, I could be a little cynical. Maybe you don't make as much money from just creating sound. It's just like, let's just get in there with like some <laughs> yeah. medicine or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's actually yeah. a really interesting segue into like, have you ever done a psychedelic with a sound bath? Yeah. Yeah. I've been using ketamine very ceremoniously in 2020 and in 2021. So it's been a really big part of my healing journey around my sexuality. And I'll place crystals on my body and masturbate using ketamine and just have like these beautiful, profound experiences. I've actually gone back into kind of past traumatic experiences and given myself the love and the healing that I wish that I had at that time. And through those experiences, I felt very called by spirit to share this medicine with other people within my sound healings. And with a, with a friend of mine, we had a session where we both used some and we'd had an insane experience where I felt like I was channeling all of my past lives. I was playing my root chakra bowl and like channeling this native American energy and feeling very like primal. And she was having a visual. We, we debriefed after, and she was having a visual of, she was in the Arctic walking up to a fire and she was seeing us as native Americans dancing around this fire. So we were both having these separate experiences, but similar threads throughout it. And with Sorry. What did you call him? Truth, truth bumps. Truth bumps. Yeah. yeah. I just got him while you, when she said walking up, I was like, <laughs> yeah. <gonna> true. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was very profound and ch- channeling. Lady Isis actually came to me in my sound healing certification. And this is all during that is completely sober, and I was asking, "Who are my high honcho?" archangels and guardians and i had this voice lady isis and ever since then i've been calling her in i have her oracle deck i have her little figurine i'm actually wearing a necklace i love that yeah is she isis isis from ancient egypt yeah so she's the most powerful sorceress in egypt i and not only do i know that i'm deeply connected to horus which is her the mother isis is the mother of horus right yeah. You know yeah. the eye of Horus? Have you seen the yeah. symbol? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like my guarding angel. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I I feel like the ever since the training too, I've been very connected with the ancient Egypt energy. Yeah. When I was in that sound bath 
with my friend, I had this visual of a pyramid and this golden beam that I actually talk about in my sound healings, but I had this visual. And then as I was singing, it was like the Kundalini snake energy was moving up the golden beam, moving from chakra to chakra. And she said, and it kind of felt like we were both these like, yeah, like priestesses in ancient Egypt. And I have a lot of people tell me that they get Egyptian energy with my, with my sound bath. Um, and after, after that one-on-one session with my friend, she was like, that was the most profound healing experience I've ever had in my life. And I feel like utilizing these medicines with the sound healing allows you to just take the healing and the integration even deeper. And I'm really excited to expand upon that and eventually work with a uh, licensed practitioner to administer it and to you're, see the benefit. Luck, yeah, you're a lot closer, obviously, with ketamine being that something that is available now. That's something that we yeah. can do. And I think that there's something really to that. And of course, both of you having such a profound experience. I know mm-hmm. for myself, I've talked about this kind of very briefly on just like a little video I did, but I also did a sound bath. I've done two on one. It was like for a birthday. It was out of place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I when I trip, I don't have like a lot of like really clean visuals it's I'm very much more like like you said Claire Sentient I'm very clear auditory I hear mm. I hear mm. things like that like come through and I'll see shapes and colors and shit like that but when I was on just a little bit like maybe not even a gram of psilocybin I had the most visual experience of my life both times One of the times I was actually was during the pandemic, I had a Bose speaker. So it wasn't the full effect of being with someone, but because I was alone, I was able to really sink into my emotions and not being like Mm -hmm. self-conscious around what was coming up. And because I went through a wave of like sensuality and Mm -hmm. sadness, and I was just going through so many emotions. And what's interesting Mm -hmm. is in a similar way with like the past life thing, I, in one of the experiences, I was like, felt like I was jumping timelines and Mm. particularly in the future. Like I felt like I was actually watching myself in the future. Like I remember I was uh, in the delivery room with my partner who I couldn't see, but I saw like my parents coming in, my dad, my dad, particularly my mom was there too, but like crying in happiness, like viscerally real. And like uh, other things like this that I was like, I don't know what that was. But one day I would love to be like that moment that I saw in the future mm-hmm. happened. Like I was just, you know, and I, and I really, I'm really just, as I dive into my own spirituality and understanding and really examining time, this concept mm-hmm. of time uh, and like how on beyond the illusion of this world that time, there's no time, everything exists at once, mm-hmm. Right. And it would be such an interesting, like almost like confirmation, like, right, that's already happened. Like it was this weird experience of like that thing that I just saw, it's already happened in a future timeline. I'm all, I'm just seeing it. I'm seeing into it, but it's, that's not like I'm imagining it. Like I felt like I was, that already happened. I was just, I was just peering in on Mm -hmm. a a moment in life and these different things. And I also, and the other sound bath one, because I've done a past life regression and visited Mm -hmm. four lives. I also visited again very visually in in this sound bath. So there is something to that because I've tripped a lot in my life. And I mm-hmm. don't have clear actual like vision visions in my mind's eye where I can see like like I'm seeing 
you know, my paper here, like that clear Mm -hmm. in my mind's eye. Only Mm -hmm. twice I've had that where it's like that. And both times were sound baths. So again, something about the vibrations, something about that is, is doing something. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing. And I think it's really profound to, like you're saying, jump timelines. I I feel like I've been going backward a lot and haven't been going forward as much, but I had a lot of people reflect. I, um, I had the honor of leading a sound bath for the spring equinox at a healing festival called tribal visions in Austin. And yeah, it was, it was my third group sound bath ever. You just started like, that's amazing (laughs) that you're already like leading, leading at a festival, like get it girl. Thank you. It feels so good. Like stepping into my power. Yeah, hell yeah. That was a really, I would love to share more about that. Yeah, Cause it's, please. it's morphed a lot of the, my current work right now, but a lot of people were on mushrooms during my sound bath and they shared that they saw a ton of sacred geometry. My friend said he felt like the energy of everyone in the group was like lifting him up and supporting him. And people were having visuals of spirit animals and a lot of colors and patterns. And I have those reflections even when, you know, people aren't on psychedelics. So I feel like we're there, we're able to tap into these other dimensions and other uh, frequencies that maybe we, we can't on a normal basis, but it's really cool to, to see these recurring themes from the different people have during these experiences. That's beautiful. And so how has it led you to kind of what you're working on now? I know a big part of your journey. I mean, do you want to talk to us about, I know we talked about it a little bit is this pandemic, right? We went in, I think all of us went into the pandemic, one version of ourselves, and whether we wanted to change or not, I think all of us came out a little different. It's June, 2021, things are opening back up. Can you talk to us, like you're talking to me a little bit about what that journey has been like for you stepping into your power and how it's led you to your mission, what you're doing now, your work? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. I, at the beginning of quarantine, I was living alone and just feeling really isolated, kind of depressed. And my, the yoga studio wasn't even open. So it was, it was a challenging time for everybody. And I found myself kind of using substances in an unhealthy way and I went to Taos, New Mexico with one of my dear friends, Anna, and we got this really cool Airbnb with a hot tub on the roof and we took mushrooms and we had a whole ceremony. We started with, she's a yoga teacher as well. So we started with yoga and we did hape. Are you familiar with hape? Yeah, I've done it in my ayahuasca. It's intense. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not as intense as Sananga. I just I did that. I haven't done that Pompa. either. Oh, but, no, yeah. Oh, wait. Sananga. Yes, I have. The eye drops? Yes. Oh, girl. Yes, I have done that. <laughs> Good Lord. For everybody who knows, I know. All, all I want to know is like your eyes might feel like they're burning out of your face, but it helped. I, I felt after it was done, I was like, okay. I guess I think this helps. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I was like, if it didn't, it, I know I'm very strong and I have a high pain tolerance yeah, regardless. Exactly. So I'm proud of myself for this experience. Yeah. But I found hape to be really grounding and a, a powerful medicine for ceremony. And we set our intentions because that's really important to me. I have tripped and, you know, when I was younger and just kind of taking mushrooms and going to shows. And yeah, yeah. for me, 
as I've gone older, I've really had a lot more reverence for the medicine and doing it as like an intentional ceremony just really feels good for me. And we started off like that. And then we ended up walking to this beautiful river with the mountains in the background. And if you've been to Taos, the land is just so majestic and so sacred. And at that time, I, I was still processing the grief from my breakup years past. And I put on a song that my ex and I used to listen to and I was just sobbing and it was so healing and to be witnessed by her and to be held in this safe container. And I had this download that I had been, I had some gut issues where I cut out sugar and gluten and my naturopath was like, don't drink for a couple months to completely re set your gut. And at the time in Phoenix, I was going to shows and just in these kind of circles that I felt like that wasn't a possibility for me, or I didn't want to prioritize that. Yeah. And the mushrooms were like, you need to heal from the inside out and you can't avoid this any longer. So after that trip, I ended up not drinking for two months um, and it was nice. such a healing, beautiful devotional start to 2020 devotion to mind, body, spirit and service. And that I feel like set the tone and I ended up, my friend came to town and we went camping and took a bunch of mushrooms when we were camping. So I feel like mushrooms have been really powerful and a strong, a big catalyst for me and my journey. And within, within that time, that's when I started teaching yoga, started doing sound healing. And I think without having that beginning of really committing to my health and holding space for myself, it allowed me to hold space more deeply for other people as well. And now I'm in this place where I'm, I'm loving all parts of me. And for a little bit at the beginning of 2020, I felt like I needed to, you know, not drink and focus on yoga and healing. And while all those things were true, and I think sometimes we need to go onto one end of the spectrum in order to find our balance. Now that I am running my business full time and I'm allowing myself to also play and find that balance between, okay, I'm I'm human. I'm allowed to go to shows. I'm allowed to have fun. And I'm also, I love yoga and my daily devotional practice. And I went to a, I think I told you a house and techno festival two weekends ago. <laughs> we talk and this kind of, yes. was my first festival back. Yeah. I'm sorry. God, how was it? How was it to be back with just people oh, dancing man. to music that you love, especially like un- more underground music like that, when it's just so yeah. about the music, it's not about see or be yeah. seen because it's not, it's not a type of show like that. It's like just no. about the music. Yeah. It was amazing. And what made it even better was I started off by setting my intentions for the festival. And I met this woman. I'm a part of this community where it's this eco retreat center and art park mm-hmm. called Everland. And the man who owns that owns my home. I actually live with eight people in conscious community. Oh, wow. And that's been a beautiful, yeah, I... I quit my corporate job two months ago, did ayahuasca and moved into this home with eight other people. So my life has drastically changed in the best ways. And the people in these communities are just so inspiring 
And this has been the kind of containers that I've been craving, you know, having people that are love music and love to dance. And then also, you know, are working on themselves and growing and can hold space and support. And before this festival, I was at this retreat center and I met this woman who was like, make love to the beat of the music. And that to me was like, Ooh, I like that. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to feel into that. And that whole night I was just dancing and feeling myself. And before this festival, I set that intention to keep my heart open, to connect with myself, the the community and the artist and to make love to the beat. And at the the beginning, girl, I can't wait after this, I'm going to put on some music and just make love to the beat as I dance my apartment. (laughs) Yeah, it's so it's like, and it. I feel like it's that like sacral chakra, yeah. you know, like that like sexual healing. Yeah, totally. And at the beginning of the festival, we all went around and set our intentions for our time that weekend. And I just felt like that was so special to set it off on that tone. Yeah. And it was another lesson in some of the people aren't is, you know, uh, they don't have like as much of a spiritual practice, yeah. which is totally fine. It, it made me realize like, we are the leaders. We, we create the kinds of environments that we desire. And it, you know, I think there's a beauty when you're, you're not afraid to kind of set a container or ask people these questions that you wished somebody else would ask, you know, I think in my past, I would have waited for somebody else to kind of be the driver of that. And I'm like, no, I can be that. So it was a beautiful time. We had so much fun dancing and yeah, it was great to be back. And now it's like allowing myself. And I think that's the, that's this divine feminine and divine masculine dance. I just did sound healing at a retreat last weekend. And I had this realization that we're so programmed to feel like you need to suffer to succeed. And I've been having the most fun in my business and I've been the most successful in this last couple months and kind of letting go of that old paradigm where we need to grind and work hard. And I found myself wanting a little bit of more of the masculine container. And for me, that looks like my daily, my daily morning practice and just carving out some time on my calendar for me, my business, but how can I bring more ease and more joy into that instead of like, okay, got to grind it out today. I'm excited to do these things that support my larger vision, or if they're boring, you don't have to BS it. Maybe they're not exciting, but just not making it so heavy. And so that's something I'm calling in. Oh my God. There's a couple things I want to mention about everything that you said that I'm just, I like you so much. I just want to say that. I just, everything that you say, like, I just really relate to you a lot. But what I was, what I was thinking is when you were talking about first taking, taking leadership in, you're in a fun space, you're dancing at house and techno, let's be honest for people that don't know, that's a rave. That's basically like you're going to a rave, like, and that is fun. That is, that is just extreme amounts of fun. Unfortunately, like whatever people have in their minds about that, I'm like, yeah, just dance and play like you were saying, but to really hold space for, yes, of course you can be spiritual. Of course you can do yoga and set intentions and, and connect to your deeper self. And of course you can put on that little outfit and your makeup all crazy and dance and be sexy and feel yourself on the dance floor. We can be both. We are both. We are both. Mm -hmm. And the integration of that 
is I think like you were saying where the joy is and you talking about how do I find joy and ease in life? Mm-hmm. This episode that I will have already released it before this comes out is is all about that and my higher self and my team beings and uh, of light around me are saying please yeah stop suffering stop grinding mm-hmm. stop thinking this like you said the old paradigm of i have to work hard work 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 grind 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 mm-hmm. no that's actually mm-hmm. not true that there is a level of ease if we ask for help if we're listening to the guidance if we're trusting you know mm-hmm. like yeah our ego will make us grind forever it is always mm-hmm. telling us that there's more to do. It is always telling us that we're not doing enough to get ahead, to get what we want. And the truth mm-hmm. is, that's not true. There is so much levity and light. And when you are feeling fun and light and at ease and honoring yourself, if you take you need to take a nap, if that could be that thing needs to be done tomorrow, then honor it. And I'm I am right in the middle of learning this lesson because I knew for myself with all of this, I'm like, this is not sustainable anymore on the inside. My my I'm suffering under the heaviness that I'm creating. Nobody else is doing this. And you know, I think taking a full responsibility and accountability for these things is like the key to changing it. Because if if anybody else is responsible for it, then I can't change it. That's very disempowering. But to know that yeah. I'm like, no, I did this and so I can undo this. And so mm. I'm really practicing that play and really like can't wait to go to a birthday and just really just being like, cut. if something needs, like, why are you hurting yourself over an artificial deadline? Mm. It doesn't matter, especially mm-hmm. somebody like us, we're running our own business. Like if it can't get done by that day, so what? Yeah. So what? Like we yeah. put like, it's like, oh God, this is the end. I can't hit that. De-. Like, no, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Yeah, so totally. Thank you. I just everything you're saying. Sorry, I'm popping here again. Was just on point, girl. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being this divine mirror and reflecting. It's so beautiful to witness our journeys, like we just met, and be able to learn so much from one another. And I feel like we're all put on this planet, everybody that we meet, in order to grow and learn something from each other. And It's really beautiful to see the different synchronicities and um, similar lessons in different ways that we're experiencing. Yeah, I wanted to share more around my my mission with using my voice and my journey into stepping into my power. Because like I mentioned, when I was a part of that sound bath, I thought, oh, there's no way I could sing in front of people. And here I am. I just did a sound bath at Everland, this retreat center in front of 70 people and doing the one at Tribal Visions in front of all these people. It's just been such a beautiful journey of me not letting myself and my self-doubt get in the way. And when I was at Tribal Visions, I took this workshop around unlocking our throat chakra. And I was so activated. I was like, oh my gosh, this is something I want to bring back to my community to share with others. Because I've stepped into my power in my sound baths so I do one-on-one sound healing in group, private groups. And then I also do workshops and public sound baths. And I'm singing in all of those. Like I mentioned in my training, we didn't even use the bowls until the last day. And the voice allows us to get into these places as well as the bowls. And when the voice is layered with the bowls, it's this crazy, beautiful sound. It's like very, it amplifies everything. I've never heard it. I've only done sound baths with uh, just the, just the instruments. 
Wow. Yeah. When so, you come to Colorado. Yeah, I'm definitely coming. You're going to come <laughs> front row, VIP. Yes, so yes, yes, that. Yes, sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's really beautiful. And at this workshop, taking, feeling so activated, people were crying. We have so much around using our voice. And I think the next evolution is, okay, now that I'm feeling more confident in it, how can I empower other people? to feel more confident around it. So my mission is to celebrate and empower people to embody their fullest, most radiant expression. And I'm so grateful to be this mirror for people and be like, look, you can do this too. I'm empowering you to step into your voice, to feel confident with it. And I've been running free your voice workshops where I have people sing their name, I, I strike my bowl and that tone, they sing that tone. I have space for us to free tone. It's like we're communicating without using words. And then I have people go one-on-one, -on -one, one by one in the middle of the circle. And how fun. People, I know it's so much fun. And to see people at the beginning being like, oh my God, what am I doing? So then like beaming and so confident and so proud of themselves. It's just, it's a beautiful transformation to witness. And I am actually running a retreat in October, inner bloom, all around activating and awakening your fullest expression wow. through movement, through connect, conscious connection, through sound. And I'm just so excited to kind of to empower others. Cause I think we can all shine so much brighter together. Yeah. So beautiful. By the way, are you a Rufus to soul fan? I love, I, yes. <laughs> no yeah. blue, I love like, that song. Yeah. I that's know, where the info I, came yeah, from. I love it. I love it so much. I think that's I know. such a, I think that's such a beautiful, it is, it is like, I feel like the thing we all come here to do is mm -hmm. to step into our true self. And so much, so many of us, are so fearful of what others think, of being alienated, of being made fun of, of being persecuted in some way for being our authentic self. And mm. kind of like you were saying with this idea that the terror of the start of, wait, what am I doing? And not wanting to do that and then just doing it. There's nothing more fulfilling than doing mm. it, even if the thing that you thought was going to happen, the thing that you feared Let's imagine like someone thinks you have a terrible voice and, and, and whatever, no one's always going to say that. Like that little thing of whatever they thought doesn't matter as much when you actually feel yourself do it anyway, to mm -hmm. see something that scares you and to do it anyway is the biggest, the, this, this, your spirit just rises to such a level of pride, real pride to be so proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. and yeah. and every step every little step empowers you to do more just like when you were saying like where you are now like it took you were you were afraid to, to do a yoga class mm -hmm. it took one step in front of the other and then you're okay then you're doing yoga for friends and then you're able to do yoga for people that you didn't know and then suddenly you're able to do like okay a sound bath oh my god i'm scared to do a sound bath now i'm doing a sound bath now i'm singing now right it's not it doesn't start with the end mm -hmm. <laughs> because if you start at the end and you're and you're like terrified to even make a squeak, then we're in trouble, right? But if you if you just, it's like the one foot in front of the other and you just take little leaps, what happens inherently is your body says, yes, there's an inherent energy that you probably, for those who have never felt that, will feel for the first time. Because to me, like this is all of our path is to share ourselves in truth, fully, 
freely and express it. Can you imagine how joyful this world would be if we could all do that? Can you imagine if somebody just, if you're the one who's judging, we all have the moment of being like, we're just judging because you judge yourself. Just imagine if you could actually do whatever you wanted just for like a day, how liberating that could be. Yes, so free. Liberating. I feel lighter even just like you saying it. Such Thank a powerful. My, son, my, my headphones are falling off because I'm, <laughs> I'm not free. I'm throwing them. <laughs> yeah. And I really, I want to speak to your point with, it's not about not feeling afraid because yeah. I still get afraid. I just let a sound bath last night and I'm like, ah, at yeah. the very beginning, but it goes back to that because I care and I have so much reverence for this. And it's not about not being afraid. It's about feeling the fear and doing it anyway, be yes. courageous. Yes. And I really tell the, my, my students and my clients, it's not about sounding good. It's about using your voice, unlocking your throat and having fun. Yeah. I think so many of us take ourselves so seriously. And we feel like if we aren't, you know, like a pop star singer that we shouldn't share our voice. And I think the more that we can just have fun and bring more joy and play into our expression, the more, the better the world would be. Yeah. So I just remember, I don't know why I just got this flashback of, do you remember my best friend's wedding with um, Cameron Diaz? And yeah. Yeah. Her singing. She was so scared, <laughs> but, and obviously like, I mean, would she crush it in terms of the Grammys? Like maybe not on that performance, <laughs> but but just the if you just think like in life the sweetness of just knowing people find their humanity especially in vulnerability when you can feel like the nervousness and just being like I'm going to do it anyway most people look we can't we can't help everyone if you're just going to be an asshole then like they're in so much more pain honestly if somebody can actually just be straight up mean or rude just think how what their world feels like on the inside all the time yeah yeah so but for the most part that's not people are going to be like get it no Mm -hmm. matter where you're at there is a celebration of that because we all want to feel it we Mm -hmm. all do so if we can celebrate others then we know that other people are going to celebrate us Yes. And when we, when we embody our fullest expression, we give other people permission Mm -hmm. to do the same. It's this beautiful catalyst that happens. And I've witnessed it with people that, you know, come to my things and my, the retreat I led last weekend, my friend said that when she took my workshop for the first time, she was really scared. And then she took it again. And she was like, wow, I could already see the growth and the evolution of my expression. So it's really beautiful to witness people stepping into their power as well. Is there, is there anything that is something like brand new? Like what's the thing that scares you now to talk about? Like if you were to like openly like share something, like are you in like the beginning stages now that you're in, you're in your confidence now with sound healing and using your voice, are you on to the next of challenging yourself into what using your voice means for you now? I, I have this dream of doing sound healing at Envision Festival in Costa Rica and, uh, I actually got that download after ayahuasca. I was meditating by the river at the retreat center. And that was something that kept coming up. So, and it scares me. And when I'm in the zone, like when I'm like, yeah, when I'm present in ceremony, as soon as the first note comes out, it's kind of like everything washes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So the fear is, I think, always still going to be there, but I'm just excited to serve more people and to spread this sacred sound medicine to people who maybe haven't experienced it before or haven't experienced my version of it. Yeah. Right? Each person brings a special flair. For sure. So For sure. I think, and honestly, hosting, this will be my first retreat and that's an edge for me. I'm consistently challenging myself with... That. I'm going to start a coaching program, a group one. I'm doing the one-on-ones right now. Um, and then going to start a group one and my retreat, you know, that's something I've never done, but you know, and there's always this, there's like doubt and fear this naturally happens, but I know that these are meant, these are things I meant to do. And I'm yeah. so excited to empower people. Like I mentioned and celebrate them and to just see these activations that yeah. people experience within the, my containers that, you know, it's like, having this greater mission and this greater vision, it allows me to, to focus on that and not as much the fear. Yeah. It's there's a safety and knowing you're on the right track and the universe communicates very loudly when you are on the right track and when you're not right. Like if you're running into a lot of roadblocks, things feel hard and whatnot. I, to me, it feels like it's not always, and it's not like a, a catch all, but what I've just noticed in my life is when you are going against the flow there's, there's a reason why there's no flow. Yeah. There's a reason why there's no flow. And the minute that you start to align yourself to maybe like what you should be doing, probably the thing that you're scared of for people listening that they really want to do is probably the thing when you take the leap in faith is when the universe begins to open up and those types of things and visions become a lot more attainable things come into your life that are supposed to be there. And I'm sure you will be at envision. I'm mm. sure you will. I'm sure that was you just looking into the future, just planting mm. little dreams in your heart so that you know that they're real. Yeah, totally. And I, I want to speak to that with quitting my corporate job. Cause that was honestly the most scary thing I've ever done my whole life. I, I, you know, I went to Ohio state, I got a business degree. I've always been in the corporate world you know, just we're programmed to think that climbing the corporate ladder is the right thing to do. And it was the greatest leap of faith that I ever took. And I actually did sound healing at a yoga, a different yoga retreat in February. And a year before I was at this very retreat, made a vision board on that vision board. I put traveling Colorado, traveling the world, healing and starting my own business. Wow. And a year later, nailed it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Damn. So powerful. A year later, I was asked to come back to their treat now sharing sacred sound medicine. It was actually the first sound bath that I ever did in front of 25 people. And my friend, my roommate, we just met, he, his mom just passed away. And he reflected at me that the ceremony allowed him to move through the grief with more grace. And that Tuesday, I literally quit my job and never looked back. Congratulations. Thank you. And it feels like the universe is just pouring in abundance. And it's like I leaped and then there was like a cloud below of clouds. That's that's basically what I'm saying is like when you take it, it's just about trust and knowing like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know how exactly it's going to look. Being okay with not knowing exactly how it's going to work, how it's exactly like. And if you get stuck, just ask. We have resources that we can't see just ask for help for guidance and guidance comes Mm -hmm, just don't just try not to just 
do knee-jerk fearful things. Try, I try mm -hmm. in nothing in my life. If, if anything comes from fear, I'm like, put the phone down. Like, don't do that. Yes. That reverberation, fear reverberation, no. I can mm -hmm. still come back if I need to text, but like clear the space, not from a yeah. place of, oh God, that, yeah. that vibe, like that's part of like what I'm working on now is I'm like, no, anything in, anything in fear is out of alignment, period. Mm -hmm. Just everything yeah. in fear is out of alignment. So if you are making any decision in fear, I'm going to, I would say, you know, I, I hate making general statements, but I would say, yes, anything out of fear is not a good decision, period, for yeah. anyone. Think Absolutely. it through, think it through, think it, don't mm -hmm. be in that place. Even if you come to the same conclusion, mm -hmm. even yeah. if you come there, take a moment to center yourself, to breathe into your heart, to breathe and know you're going to be okay. And then make whatever decision, but do not be reactive in fear. Please, yeah. everyone listening, like yeah. I've done this and then I see the reverberation back mm -hmm. and it's usually not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not the yeah. outcome. Yeah. And I think we're, we, I mean, with COVID we've, we've all been living in fear and yeah. I feel like where we can, how can we take back our own sovereignty and listen to our gut and follow, follow our highest alignment and our highest excitement and just step consistent. I actually share this with people. Like I feel that on the other side of fear is freedom yeah. and my power what, what sets me apart as a sound healer is using my voice. And that is the very thing I was terrified of. So this is permission to lean into that fear and to embrace it and do it anyway, yeah. because the world needs your medicine. Yes, it does. I love it, girl. <laughs> my last question for you. All right, you guys, I have permission for this next question. <laughs> and that is, so we talked, I know you're exploring polyamory right now. Yeah. Can you talk to us about... First, what is being polyamorous to you? The mm -hmm. Like, you know, I think everyone might have a definition of what that, mm -hmm. what that means. What is it to you? And what was that little, like, what's the spark for you that makes yeah. you want to go, like, I want to explore this? Yeah, it's been a journey. So it started with the relationship that I had in college. And during that relationship, I lived in London. And for four months, I traveled to Prague and Paris and Amsterdam and ended up meeting this amazing man in London. And he took me to clubs and it's actually where I got into house music. Really? <laughs> yeah. I had the best time dancing to house music in London. Oh my yeah. goodness gracious. And the London right? boys are so cute. I know. So cute. I know in the accent, you're just yes. like, uh. <laughs> gosh. I remember being in this one club called the light box and the walls and the ceiling all pulsed to the beat of the music and yeah. just being on the dance floor. Like, what is my life? I'm so grateful. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that kind of house and techno that you hear in Europe is like the show that you went to skyline. Yeah. <clears throat> that is kind of the vibe that is like so many. Yeah. Of them. That's why a lot of people don't know it maybe here as much. It's still like pretty like subgenre, I guess you could say yeah. that, but yeah. um, maybe it won't be after people listen to this. I'd be like, y'all have <laughs> yeah. fun. <laughs> try I've different. been, I've been listening to Blondish on repeat after. I gotta check her out. Is it a guy or it's a, or it's her, it's a girl. It's yeah. Her. I'm going to check. Yeah. Her I'll send you some sets. Yeah, please. She's really amazing. But I was in London and met this man while I was in a relationship and he, we, uh, so I explored other relationships while I was in my partnership with my uh, partner back home. And I had so much fun in London and I just felt so immersed in the culture, meeting a local. For me, that's really important to 
understand the undercurrent, you know, of the local scene and the food. And at the time, I just remember I had crazy amounts of shame and guilt. I remember that's actually the first time that I really started feeling anxiety. I was sitting with um, this man in London at a park and like, oh my God, what have I done? I am in love with this man back home and I'm exploring this other relationship. And I didn't end up telling my partner until a long time down the line. And it was just, a, it was a bad breakup. And I dealt with a lot of shame and guilt after that. And that's where a lot of the sacral chakra work has come in from healing a lot of that, that shame that I was feeling. And I always thought something was wrong with me. Like, why how can I love this one man so much, but then also desire to connect with other people? And I met a man at mind camp, the one in Phoenix in the desert that he's polyamorous and was telling me about his experience with his partner back in Canada. And I ended up meeting, they had a baby. So I, I had another mind camp. I met their baby and I met the woman, Denise, her other partner. So I was kind of like immersed in this poly relationship and experiencing it at mind camp, taking care of the baby, connecting with all of them. I'm like, this is so beautiful. The love isn't, the love hasn't been taken away. It's just been magnified. I felt so supported and so held by everyone. And the level of communication was just impeccable and the respect for each individual in the relationship. And I kind of put that on the back burner for years because I still feel like it's kind of stigmatized in society and not a lot of my friends were doing it. So I do feel like I've been a pioneer for a lot of my friends and, and it's, that's why it's so important. I feel to have to talk about these things and to, to make them less, to let people know it's okay to feel these ways and to normalize it. Um, and so I connected with them and then at tribal visions, Recently, I met a man. We had a wonderful time at the festival. We stayed in touch. We talked about dating. And after my ayahuasca ceremony, I connected with the retreat center owner and his partner. And they were telling me that when they first started dating, he was dating another woman. So he was dating both of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. And this other woman wrote a book. I'm not jealous, the ethical non-monogamous guide to relationships without suffering. And they gifted me that book and I read it in two days. I like ate it up. And for me, that was spirit giving me permission to step into being polyamorous and reminding me like, you're not, you're not done with this. You haven't even explored this yet. Yeah. We just teased, we we just, we just like the kernel was only planted, but nothing has. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's popped yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I called this man and I'm like, Hey, I was lying to myself saying that I was wanting to be in a monogamous relationship and my voice was shaking. Like I was so scared. And this has been my journey of stepping into my voice. I feel that business growth is spiritual growth and vice versa. And I am speaking my truth and singing my truth in my career. And that has now transferred over into my personal life with speaking my truth, even when I think maybe somebody's not going to want to hear it. And that for me has been really important to honor that. And so now I'm in this place where, and after that, I'm like, okay, 
I'm polyamorous. Like I'm going to embody this. I'm going to own this. And I met a man recently and we really connected and I took him to the airport and he asked me, are you seeing any other partners? And I was like, I am. And my voice was shaking and I told him my story and at the end of it. And I'm like, I'm calling in being, I'm calling in a partner. So what polyamory looks like for me is being with a primary partner where we can go deep, really support one another, grow together, be mirrors for one another, and then have the ability to explore other relationships and other connections. And I have been in places in the past where I've been rather had more surface level connections and been intimate with people who maybe weren't in alignment. And that's not my intention being polyamorous. It's not to just sleep with whoever. Right. right, It's to not have to dull my shine or put on a different face because I'm in a partnership. Like I'm going to Peru in August. And if I meet someone that I want to connect with, it doesn't even have to be sexually, you know, there's emotional cheating and to just be able to really dive deep with someone and get to know them on another level. And I told this story to this man and he's like, you know what? That's actually what I'm calling into. And oh, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. he was just like, he probably, he's probably to him. He's probably like, I, this is so abstract. The majority of people that I'm going to say this to, it's going to be, it's going to be the thing that ends it. And I like this girl. So yeah. just, you know, somebody having to say it because there's such an inherent quote unquote risk, if Mm -hmm. you think that losing that person is the risk. But if your truth was polyamory and that someone, there's going to be someone or several that Mm -hmm. are aligned with that, your truth, then, then it's right. And it's so beautiful. Like there's never any loss. If you actually look at that, because he wasn't right then you could have connected, but your, what is calling you first and foremost was I want to explore love in a limitless way and not be limit limited in, in what that means. Mm -hmm. And, and to honor yourself first, because then again, if he was like, if you just did what you would maybe have done in the past, which is okay, but I like him. So like, I'll make it work. I'll just put that back into the back burner. Well, that was, it's going to pop up again. Mm -hmm. And if that pops up again, then it gets messier. Because yeah. then like, w- then what do you say? Then it almost hurts their feelings. Cause if in like two years, you're like, I want to see other people. He's like, am I not enough? You yes. can see how that actually could be much more detrimental. Now that might happen in a relationship. People might start monogamous and say, look, I love you, but can we mm-hmm. do this? Then fine. But if you knew from the get go, mm-hmm. you would just not have been honest with yourself or him. And yeah. look, the universe yeah. is like, here, I have someone for you. Yeah. I know. I'm so grateful. And I am so proud of myself. You know, it's like your voice is shaking. You're, you're scared. You're like, I might lose this person. But for me, what's worse is abandoning myself Yep. and abandoning my truth. And when the other man from the festival wasn't interested in being in a poly relationship, I kept telling myself when one person says no, that just leaves space for another person that says yes, that is yeah. in alignment. Yeah. And sometimes we can't see that, but I just have, I've just had to trust. And now I'm in this beautiful place where we even had a conversation about this other man that I'm seeing and this crush that he has. And when we had these conversations this week, actually, I felt so much closer to him. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I feel like I can see all of you. So I think sometimes we, 
hide things or we put on a facade of what we think what people want to hear or we're like oh well that's not what a partner would want to hear like so I just feel like there's this radical communication and radical transparency that's allowing us to go a lot deeper a lot quicker Wow. That's so beautiful. And look, I think this is, I love, I love that we talked about this because everybody's journey is different. Like, and honoring that and being really, really okay for everyone to make the, the best decision for their life yeah, is, isn't that what we want? You know, it's like the golden rule at the end of the day. I'm like, don't you want to just love who you want to love? And if you want to love multiple, like it's not anybody else's life, but your own and your yeah. own happiness. And by the way, you are such, like I said in the beginning, such a ball of radiant light mm-hmm. for everyone. Like why would anybody just want to like squash it just because it makes them feel more comfortable? We mm-hmm. all need to get a little bit uncomfortable. It's good for us. <laughs> Absolutely. It's good for Where us. Where the growth happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sasha, what a talk. What a talk. <laughs> I loved Seriously. chatting with you and getting to know you. How can people work with you? Yeah. So my Instagram is Sasha.starseed where I post all of my offerings uh, for people in the Colorado area. I do one-on-one sound baths, private groups. I have workshops, my free your voice workshop. And then I'm doing my coaching program, Resonate Your Radiance. And like I mentioned earlier, it's all around the chakra system. And I'm so excited to now be offering sound healing. So when we go into those integration sessions, we're going to be using sound to really go deep into that chakra. And that's over Zoom. Um, so I'm able to use okay, the bowls so and yeah. the voice. I know. So Technology. It's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like just a beautiful transformational, transformative experience. And then I'm doing my retreat in October all around your embodying your fullest expression. We're going to have ecstatic dance, cacao, sound healing, Kundalini yoga. It's on 125 acres of just gorgeous wilderness in Colorado. Wow. Damn. Okay. I'll put, I'll make sure I'll put all the links to everything. So if people want to sign up and join, get to know you, talk to you about everything that we've talked about today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. It was such an honor and a pleasure to speak with you and to share our journeys. Thank you for hosting me. Absolutely. Likewise. And for everyone, as always, trip on this.